Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> It's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to To Tell in Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. Another day, another FCS conference not playing football in the fall. 
a new Grizz football commit from the city of Missoula, and how about our senior spotlight with Kendall Keller? Hi, boys and girls. How are you? It is 2 Tell and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, and across the state on SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you. Thanks for having us along on your day, on your afternoon. We appreciate that very much. If you would like to listen live to the station anytime and to this show from 4 to 6 Mountain each and every weekday, well, you can do it on our website, 1029ESPN.com. You can stream it there if it's easier, if you're out of market, however you want to do it, the stream available all the time thanks to opportunity bank opportunity bank your local bank your opportunity if you would like to pick up your phone and call us you can do that as well 361-3688-361-3688 all guests join us via the rangish brothers rv phone line let's take a look at what we have in the show today it is a recruiting heavy show today culture spent quite a bit of time putting recruiting news together for us one new grizz recruit today uh coming from the uh sentinel high school so we'll get into that who that is and uh, and what that looks like and the pipeline that has become sentinel high school football products uh going to the division one level so we'll go through that we'll also take a look at who are some of the players who have not yet signed the best remaining recruits from inside the state of montana and where they might go and we'll also assess who has signed and where they're at Montana State signed the first was it five or six in-state recruits out of the out of the gate Coulter coming uh, from the state of Montana to the football team earlier this year it's either five or six it was, it was six I mean semantics aside they don't sign yet they don't sign until right I'm sorry Commit, committed yeah yeah no it, it, it is important because you can't flip but but you're correct six six in-state um, verbal commitments but the uh, Grizzlies Montana state but now Mon- Montana has gotten uh, the the last four including three from right here in Missoula Sentinel, which I find very interesting. We'll get into uh, we'll get into that, but you're right. The, the the initial you know gap or whatever you want to call it, the initial number of commitments that uh, Montana State has gotten had gotten uh, has uh, has closed a little bit here in uh, in recent weeks, uh, last month or so for Montana. And again, another one today. Top of the hour. Looking forward to this. It's Thursday. We do our senior spotlight every Thursday. Kendall Keller out of uh, uh, Haver, fantastic. Uh, high school basketball player, the Gatorade, Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. She is a Lady Grizz commit, and uh, we will have her on at the top of the hour, talk to her about her senior year, how it ended, all that kind of stuff. And again, we continue our Thursday afternoon senior spotlight of high school students who uh, were great as uh, as high school athletes and are, uh, uh, you know, had 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 the year come to a preemptive close. We also uh, will get into maybe a little bit of golf. We'll see if we can get into some golf. Tiger Woods back on the PGA Tour at the Memorial Tournament. Not looking great, I might add, and I mean that physically. Like, it's not looking good for Tiger, although he's he's all right. He's like even, one over right now. So, uh, there you go. We'll get into all that stuff. Coulter, over there, how are you? Nice to see you. I'm good, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really sore. Okay. Physically, just uh, really sore. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, my brother and I. Always, Nobody cares about your problems. I, well, I know. My brother and I always bouncing, you know, ideas off of each other and mm-hmm. everything. And uh, he had a, ch- you know, when, uh, when we were sitting there quarantined, he said, "Man, he said, if you're just a single dude, right now, if you don't just go get so swole 
then you're just wasting your time. Mm. It's like, just get on the floor, do the push-ups, do the sit-ups, get some barbells, whatever. Your so, brother's a great motivational force in general and for you in particular. Yeah, he he is, gets you dude. right after it. Uh, I want to talk, Coulter, before we get into a, a bunch of this recruiting stuff because we have a lot uh, to get through on that today because sure. there's, there's a lot of news. But uh, I think it's worth highlighting here off the top the MEAC, uh, the mid, uh, mid Eastern Athletic Conference, one of the HBCU conferences, yep. uh, will not be playing football in 2020. They have, can- have canceled the season or at least postponed it. I think canceled altogether. They, they left the door open for they- potential spring, though. Uh, I'm going to one-up you here. Okay. We got new news. The uh, Bruce Feldman just reported that the Colonial Athletic Association, which is one of the three, uh, let's call them the power three conferences in yep. the FCS, is expected to announce tomorrow afternoon that the league will not be playing football this fall. So that would be the fourth FCS-level conference. And there's only 11. Uh, to not do it. And one of the big three, the, the, we keep looking for, well, what are the uh, analogies and what are the disanalogies? The Ivy League and... Uh, uh, you know, it was the uh, Amer- the, the Patriot, Patriot League, League excuse yeah. me, often go hand in hand sure. in a lot of the things that they do. Obviously, all of these conferences are East Coast conferences for yeah. whatever that matters. Yeah. But look, man, when the dominoes started falling for basketball at the tournament, they fell in a hurry. I mean, it, it was it was Wednesday evening. And we were having first-person conversations with the commissioner of the conference saying things are looking good. And at 11 a.m. Totally. the next morning, there wasn't a basketball game to be played in the country. We, we, we were sharing a hotel room, and you and I and my brother were taking turns taking showers. And as everybody gets Which up, I think is the way to do it, <laughs> right? Then we, then, you know, everybody pile in. This guy this guy had come out of the shower, and uh, the other two had been looking at Twitter. Oh, man, Big Ten discounts. Big, oh, yeah. Now I come out of the shower. Yeah. Oh, ACC just canceled. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we should call. We should start calling people. Yeah, we got to go. And then all of a sudden, our friends at the Big Sky Conference say, hey, we got a little, little convention. Come on down because this is exactly it's all going down. But uh, if this, if and when the CAA does cancel football in the fall, that will be a um, that will be an enormous and detrimental domino, particularly when it comes to the uh, FCS playoffs. The playoffs, because, right. I mean, for those that aren't familiar with the CAA, it, it's it's – it was at one time the the best conference in FCS football. It still is one of the three. The Missouri Valley and the Big Sky have, have sort of overtaken it, but James Madison is in the Colonial Athletic Association. Other schools with great tradition like New Hampshire and Richmond and uh, William and Mary are all in the CAA. So uh, not good. One more comment on the the Ivy League. I got Ivy League and the Patriot League got an interesting uh, email from a listener, and I thought they made a, a pretty. Um, a good point that I hadn't thought about. Not only is the Ivy League autonomous for pretty much everything, not only do they not need football to promote their universities or to make any semblance of revenue compared to what they're already going to bring in because of donations, tuition, of research, are, everything. Yeah. I mean, their endowments are, you know, I mean, they're literally thousands of times bigger than the Big Sky Conference schools. They don't participate in the FCS playoffs anyways. But then there's the science element of it. But I thought this uh, listener made a great point. You know, we had Brian Salonen in on the show a couple weeks ago for the ESPN Roundtable, former Montana Grizzly, former Dallas Cowboy. And Brian had the um, opportunity to be part of an NFL study that was put on by the Harvard and Yale medical departments, medical schools, studying former NFL players and the effects that playing in the NFL had on their bodies. And I thought that the, this listener pointed out that 
the main research about how detrimental football is to your brain has come from Harvard. A lot of research about CTE has come from Yale. Therefore, then, which faculties in the country do you suppose are the most opposed to the the um, just the presence of football on yeah. your on your campus? Yeah. yeah, we've seen a lot of backlash from faculties. Anyways, I mean, Eastern Washington's kind of going through this right now with this big faculty agenda to uh, either really reduce the spending on football or, or cut football altogether. But w- when you're talking about the people that are coming up with, not coming up, the people that are researching intensively all of the detrimental factors of football, they're going to be the least supportive of football, just naturally, mm-hmm. right? And I thought that was an interesting point, and so I think that plays into the decision too. When the Ivy League canceled, I wasn't surprised, and I thought that there was... Uh, some maybe domino effect that would come, but not nearly as much as if and when the CAA cancels, that is going to be a huge domino, and that, that will affect the Big Sky Conference, the Missouri Valley Conference, and the FCS as a whole. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. It's also something else that's worth noting in terms of, of, of this, the... The FCS playoff is an NCAA-sanctioned and governed event. Right. The FBS playoff is not. Right. Now, uh, the uh, F- committee, totally. FBS football is, and presumably you have to have a regular season in order to get to a playoff at all. But for what it's worth, the NCAA is not. You know, has no has no say or sway in what would happen in an FBS. A playoff scenario. They could sort of make their own rules and regulations as far as it goes. That said, we're obviously a long way from that, and it seems to be getting further away rather than closer as we go. One thing that I am still... Look, the entire pandemic is flummoxing to everybody at some level. It's very difficult to ascertain how dangerous it is, how uh, 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 how easily it can spread or not, how the ways in which it happens, the different ways in which it affects different sorts of people, how that, how that, you know, there's, there's just, we know that it's dangerous. We know that it's serious, but there's, there's just so little to go on in the way of, okay, here's the, here's the group outside of your age or whatever that is like really in danger for whatever, because it's blood type, because it's this or that. And it's also, as such, very difficult to sit here and go, well, you know, this is how we're going to, quote, beat this thing as a, you know, as a country, as a world. Also, you make these decisions as a conference, and I haven't seen, like, it's a sign to, well, it's because of the coronavirus. That's fine. But what are the things that you're seeing in your conference, with your schools, with your football teams, specifically where you go, okay, this is the risk that is not worth the reward of playing a season or not worth the the presence of having football. And I don't know that conferences are prepared to get out there and make statements like that. I understand why, because it is such a, a, a vague and opaque situation that we are kind of rolling through right now. But when you're talking about canceling, you know, sports, 
uh, at the college level, I would like something more than, well, they did it, and so we're on board. We all know coronavirus is bad. Like, we get all of that stuff, but uh, it would just seem to me like we could have at least some more specifics, some more details, some more explanation as to what the foundational decision-making is and why. (laughs) Again, it's all, I mean... You're not going to like the answer, though. It's all money. It's all money. Every league that's canceling, because either they don't gonna, have a, either every league that's yeah. canceling, it's either they, it doesn't matter if they lose a bunch of money, it's not worth it to play, or the leagues that aren't canceling yet that are trying to hang on for dear life, it's because they have to have the money. They have to have the, I mean, in, in some people's minds, they have to have the exploitation of the student athlete to to carry on. That's the number one thing that that's why the last two dominoes to fall, no matter what, no matter what happens, the last two dominoes to fall will be. The Big Sky Conference. In the FCS. In, in the FCS will be the Big Sky Conference and the Missouri Valley Conference, specifically Montana, Montana State, and North Dakota State. Yeah. They will be the last dominoes to fall because those schools are in um, more isolated and more quote-unquote safe areas. They also have the most to lose by playing in front of dissipated, reduced crowds. That's the, the breaking point we're at. Idaho, University of Idaho yesterday made an announcement. First announcement of any team in the Big Sky Conference. Yeah, first announcement of any college football program out west, with the exception of the Pac-12, to make any sort of decision whatsoever. And the University of Idaho said, we will have football in the Kibbe Dome if the Big Sky Conference, if we have opponents to play, but with a 5,100 fan cap. Masks required for everybody. Shouldn't be hard to get under that. Well, so <laughs> that, that's been the running joke on Twitter. But <laughs> okay. to be fair, Idaho. Sorry, pilot on. To, to be know? fair, Idaho's, the Kibbe Dome holds 16,000 fans. Yeah. Their largest crowd of the year was just short of 11,000 last year when they played Idaho State on homecoming, and they averaged about 6,300 fans. But that's the, that's the math that I'm talking about here, right? Is if you average 6,300 fans and your maximum is 5,100 fans now, so you're losing 1,200 fans, that's not nearly as detrimental as when you're the University of Montana and you average just short of 26,000 fans and there's no way you can have more than 18,000 and probably more way no way you can have even more than 12,000 in the stadium that's a huge loss and so it's all about the percentages here not the percentages of your capacity as much as the percentages of what your average was and that's why Montana Montana State North Dakota State and James Madison are in the toughest situation because it doesn't matter how big your stadium is again it matters how much you stand to lose based on what you budgeted for. And when you're the powerhouse programs like those schools are, you have the most to lose because the more you reduce... Idaho playing at one-third capacity is not that much different than what they normally play right. at, whereas Montana has not played a game in one third, in front of one-third capacity since before we were... before at least I was born. Well, since the fourth quarter of about a half of the game. <laughs> oh, right, year. right. Uh, it's uh, it's two telling new one or two nine ESPN radio. It, it, get my dates right on this, Coulter. We're a week away, just about a week away, from the virtual Big Sky Media Days. Is that correct? It's happening next week, or at least it was originally scheduled to be happening next week? Uh, yes, that's correct. Uh, there's been um, the first FCS Media Day was supposed to be the Southland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ACC already has I'm, postponed. I'm so theirs. starved for sports. I was like emailing the the media relations guy at the South. Like, can I get a login? Because I just want to like listen to some coaches talk about something. Can we get something here? And then, you know, nope, they pushed it back. So I, I won't be surprised so, if it gets pushed back on the big well, level as well. In, in any case, you know, it, at least for right now, it has not been pushed back. And and for in theory, all the coaches, all 13 coaches, of the Big Sky Conference head coaches. 
13 players, or excuse me, actually 26 players, right? Are they still doing two representatives from each no, school? No, no, just one. Just one, yeah. okay, yeah. just yeah. one for, since it's virtual. Yeah. But yeah. then also the commissioner, Tom Wistersill, and uh, a ver- variety of other, you know, uh, necessary people, people who are involved in football uh, from the from the conference level, are all doing two, you know, scheduled to do two days of of conversation of topic. Obviously, we know it will be the central topic of conversation through all of that, and you know, presumably there would be some answers at least in terms of what. What are the chances? What does it look like? How does it? How does the conference try and carry on, given its giant geographical footprint and so on and so forth? And so hopefully, hopefully next week we can at least have some answers along those lines. But um, what what felt pretty optimistic even three weeks ago has taken a very, very sour turn in terms of uh, we want to talk about optimism or expectation or whatever you want to say. Uh, two more tidbits, uh, and then we can... Get out. We can get out and, yep. and get back into the happy stuff, which is the uh, the local kids the recruiting. There you right? go. Uh, from the from NCAA president Mark Emmert today. Yeah, he said today. Sadly, the data is pointing in the wrong direction. If there's to be college sports in the fall, period, we need to get a much better handle on the pandemic. If we don't, we are in serious trouble. So that's uh, pretty sombering from him. But then our buddy, Greg Media, who was the beat writer for James Madison, yep. who joined us on uh, FCS Speculators, our betting podcast, all fall. He was good enough to come on, what, half a dozen times? Yep. And he came on this show uh, two different times during the FCS playoffs as well. Greg's kind of the go-to guy in terms of beat writers in the CAA. And, and he said, according to my sources, the report regarding the suspension of CAA football is only partially true. I'm told CAA schools can still pursue a schedule outside of CAA play if they wish. More to come soon. So we'll keep you up to date on that. So football might not be dead for CAA schools. They might not just have conference games within that that league. It's 2 Tell and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We'll take a break. On the other side, we will get into uh, some recruiting stuff, high school commitments, the most recent commit to the University of Montana from Sentinel High School. Who is it, and uh, what are the Grizz getting uh, from Sentinel, and why has Sentinel been so prolific of late of producing the Vision 1 uh, level talent for their from their football program. So we'll go through all of that right after this. Hey, Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula Highway 83 in Sealy. The weather is warming up and it is time to get your dirt biking, off-roading, and on-laking activities to a maximum with Kurtz Polaris. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes, tops in the industry, brand new for the season at Kurtz. They also have great Polaris side-by-sides. You know about that. That's, a, that's where they hang their hat, man. That's what they do. The Razors, the Rangers, the Generals, all of it. Fun, fast, hardworking. If you want to have some leisure time, get out on the water. Crest pontoon boats. That's how you do it. The Kurtz Polaris now carrying Crest pontoon boats. Again, Sealy Lake, Missoula, Montana. Go check out Kurtz Polaris. You can go online to KurtzPolaris.com. Summer, the way you always envision with Kurtz Polaris. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. 
That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a thousand of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. linebackers undersized over tough that's the way to go it's two telling new honors 1029 espn radio swx montana television howdy good to be with all of you out there in the world uh if you would like to follow along on twitter get on the social media train at gus to tell at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT as well. We can have some fun out there giving our buddy Sean Rainey a hard time. That's what we're doing today. That's the <laughs> that's the that's the rule today is to to give our friends I to, to give our friends a tough time. On that tweet. I mean, talk about self tone deaf. Huh? I, I you know I was crying laughing. Oh, I, I I played golf we, with Sean we, the other morning and uh, I, I I just I was crying. I was laughing so hard at that tweet. Uh in any case, there's only a small segment of people here who are going pre- to... No. Well, but do it no, later. No, no, no. I, I truly want to do an actual full segment on it. Well, we'll probably need, <laughs> we'll probably need Sean to come on here well, and give course, him a chance Sean to has defend all sorts himself. Of, he has a lot of takes he needs to get off his chest. Anyways. He does. At Padres baseball, mm-hmm. you know, some of the, 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 the football stuff, and then, you know, defending himself from calling himself out effectively in the form of another PGA <laughs> Tour player. Boys and girls, it's time for our Prep Extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank now offering their Summer Better Sweepstakes, a chance to win five grand. How's that sound? Pretty good. Download the mobile money app. Use Zelle. That's right, Zelle, to send money. Every time you send $5 or more using Zelle on the, on the My Money app from Farmer State Bank, you get entered in the sweepstakes just automatically. And at the end of this month, okay, just about two weeks away, they're going to pick a winner. That person? $5,000 richer. How about that? Sounds pretty good. FarmersEbank.com. Uh, Coulter, the Montana Grizzlies have a brand new recruit uh, commit from Missoula Sentinel who is put just the program, man. They're just putting them out there. So we'll get into the Sentinel Spartans, Dan Oliver, and what they're up to. But tell the folks, Coulter, about this linebacker out of Sentinel. Uh, Gino Leonard uh, is a kid that when I, you know, last year Sentinel made their great run to the final four of the uh, Castle Boy playoffs. And, uh, they had Bozeman on the ropes before they eventually lost that game, but it was an awesome game. And uh, last year, you know, guys like 
Um, Jackson Lee, who's now with the Montana Grizzlies, mm-hmm. uh, as well as you know Dalton Bay, the, the quarterback, who I think he was one of the best junior quarterbacks in the state last year. They got a lot of pub, but the guy that, that popped to me that I really just loved was Geno Leonard, and he's mm-hmm. the kid that committed today to Montana. And uh, the reason he pops is because he's he's very short and very stocky when he is – he is a high motor guy. Uh, I mean, coming downhill at you, it's the, a problem. The huh? dude's 5'10, 210, which is plenty big enough to play linebacker, but he also is an offensive guard. And that's where I first noticed him. I was like, man, because you got Dylan Rollins over here, who's about five, five six, house. about six, five and a half, 285. Yeah. And then you got on the other side, the little pulling guard who's just a bulldog. But man, he is tough. He moves well. He plays with a ton of passion. I was very impressed with him on both sides of the ball, particularly on the offensive line, but he's projected to play defense for the Grizzlies. Uh, he's an all-state guy on both sides of the ball, offensive line as well as linebacker. Uh, but to me, first of all, we'll get into the Sentinel pipeline because now Montana now has four verbal commits, three of which are from Missoula Sentinel, including T.J. Roush, who we had on this show a couple weeks ago, and Jace Kluswich, formerly of Frenchtown, who will play his senior year at Sentinel, presuming mm-hmm. that we have a, a season this fall. Um, but Gino Leonard, to me, this is the type of – this is what Bobby Houck does best – he recognizes guys not based on their prototypical size, not based on their star rating, but give me a dude who is tough, runs to the ball, plays with intensity, and wants to be a Grizzly. Yeah. That dude will stick it out in your program. And, I mean, you you look at Montana's linebackers have, have so many um, prominent – alumni as part of them. Ty Gregory, a great friend of this show, was linebackers coach at Montana for 12 years, and he coached, I believe, 39 all-big sky players. I mean, there was some guys that were multiple-time selections, but he had 39 different nods for all-big sky guys. And you had dudes like Tyler Joyce and Kyle Ryan who who were physically impressive, certainly. I mean, Tyler Joyce is 6'4", 240. I mean, he runs like a deer. He's he's a, a, a specimen. Kyle Ryan was a you know, big, strong guy. Lauren Utterback, great athlete. But some of the best linebackers of Montana were not the prototype guys. I mean, Sean Lebsock was the middle linebacker for a team that lost one conference game in four years. I mean, he was mm-hmm. the captain of the defense. Sean is 5'10", 210, 215. I mean, he's not yeah. a big dude. Brandon Fisher is maybe maybe six feet tall, 200 pounds. He's a first-team all-league guy. Is the heart. It was the passion that they played with. And Coach Ty did a great job of cultivating that, no yeah. question. But also wanting to be a part of it and then being able to use all the intangible elements of it, that's what Bobby Houck does best. And so often I think guys like Geno Leonard get not, – not, not 10 years ago, not 20 years ago, but for the last 10 years, guys like Geno Leonard have gotten glossed over a little bit because they don't fit the prototype size. You can recruit on a regional and national level now if you're Montana, Montana State because of all the technological advantages – I, this makes me very happy. When I first saw him come in, I was like, hell yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a dude that I think can play in the big sky. I would have been happy if he committed to either school, but I think that you know, being a Missoula kid and a guy that works his butt off, you know, I talked to a couple of the coaches down there today. They said nothing but good things about him. He's a hardworking guy who really wants it, and that's what Coach Houck does best is finding dudes who want to be a part of it, and that's what his program takes because it's a developmental program. It's going to take several years for you to develop into a guy that can contribute on the big sky level, but being a guy who wants to be here, that's the main factor, and I think that this is uh, a perfect fit when it comes to that element of recruiting. Let's shift and talk a little bit about Sentinel. Sentinel High School uh, under Dane Oliver has 
uh, a much improved football program. They have produced now, I mean, 75% of the current commits. Obviously, that number is going to shrink in terms of percentage, but uh, uh, for the Montana Grizzlies. And this is a, a school and a program that did not traditionally have a ton of football recruits coming out of it, uh, but they certainly have now. And they have, if I could say it, some homegrown guys, uh, you know, like, like Dylan Rollins, like you were talking about, like Geno Leonard, but they've also had a lot of kids transfer through Jackson Lee a year ago, Jace Klusowicz this year, and one forthcoming Camden Sermon, Cy Sermon's younger brother, coming from the state of Washington. Is that right to play? And, and, and he's going to – we'll get into that element too because guys that are transferred from out of state to maybe join um, potential powerhouse programs, uh, that's going to be a storyline, especially if Montana football gets approved or Montana fall sports gets approved. North Dakota did approve fall sports for the high school level today. Mm-hmm. That's the first piece of positive approval I've seen from anywhere in the country when it comes yeah. to fall sports of any sort. And so, if you don't have fall sports in Washington, all of a sudden, maybe a, you might have you know, a little bit of an exodus of, kids of, of guys coming this way. Yeah, we'll these. see. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But I mean, you look at the, what Sentinel's been able to produce in the last several years. I mean, you got Mitch Roberts, who's knocking on the door being a breakout guy had a good season last year especially considering being able to maximize the reps that that he was given playing in a really talented receiver core converted high school quarterback you mentioned jackson lee who who will be joining the grizzlies this fall if uh, we do have a season gabe peppinger started his career kicker at uh, montana state and is now uh, back in montana you had the stellar trio of guys last year that signed elias DeWaters and jace dewalt here with the Grizzlies, and then Rylan Ort, who's playing over at Montana State. So all of a sudden, Sentinel has become the program. There was a time, a good portion of time, where the majority of the D1 guys that were coming out of the city of Missoula were coming out of Big Sky. Mm-hmm. Even when that Big Sky was the school, though, it still wasn't two, three, four a year like Sentinel's got rolling right now. It was, you know, one or two every couple years. Mm-hmm. You know, guys like Brandon Boss who came and played at Montana State, Jason Ty Palmer, twin brothers who came and played at Montana. But it wasn't just this group. It takes a great program to have multiple guys that are getting recruited at this level. And right now in Class AA, with the exception of Bozeman, man, it's Sentinel. And I, I never thought I would see that happen because there was a portion of time where you go to Sentinel if you're a basketball player or a soccer player. You do not go to Sentinel if you're a football player. Sentinel was not beating anybody in anything. They yeah. had no recruits of any sort. And now, I mean, they got the best recruit in the state of Montana, probably, in Dylan Rollins, and then a bunch of other guys who've already committed, including Jace Kluswich, another one of the best guys. So I think the program itself, uh, it's definitely, it's earned the reputation. Because like you say, now they're drawing guys as well. Jackson Lee transfers in, Jace Kluswich transfers in, and and as we'll get to in a minute, the Sermon Kid transfers in as well. So I think that Dane Oliver, his staff, they, they deserve a ton of credit. You know, Dane Oliver has done a great job, and there's something to be said when you're talking about what it what it takes to get to the next level to play Division One football at a high school? Well, Dane Oliver knows because right. he's done that. He did that at the University of Montana, and so to have a coach there who can a identify that talent and say, "Hey, man, look, here's if you want to go play, okay, Montana, Montana State. Here's what you need to do. Here are the things that you have to be able to do." And to your point, I mean, you talked about those Bevia guys last year who were preferred walk-ons and and uh, and getting shots uh, with the Cats and the Grizz, and then a couple of, I mean, Dylan Rollins, he, you know, he he's already got a preferred walk-on offer to Nebraska for crying out loud. I mean, that's that's big time. The transfers though are also a little bit eye-raising, right? Because there's open enrollment, so we understand sure. that everybody has a chance to do what they want to do, but 
Jackson Lee coming to Missoula Sentinel uh, from you know from the 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 Drummond uh, Phillipsburg co-op uh, was controversial in terms of how that happened, and there was even a small fine levied ultimately. Uh, you know, it was Sentinel in, involving that. Then they get Jace Klusiewicz coming from Frenchtown over. That's not even a change from an from an eight man or a six man to an eleven man, which it was for Jackson Lee when he came. And now you got to transfer him out of state, which again, given the the the, first of all, the fact that his older brother already came and played in Missoula in Cy Sermon and the the uh, uh, environment surrounding football in the state of Washington, this makes all the sense in the world. But I do think when you start to see multiple guys going to the same place, you go, well, what's going on here? Because we know that recruiting as such at the high school level is not a thing. Like you said, that's, it's that's not, not allowed, it's but not, it's, it's definitely a well, thing. It's, it's a thing, but it's not allowed. Exactly. And so then you go, okay, well, why, why is the same school finding ways to land – you know, some of the top shelf talent because that is one of the reasons that you're seeing Division One recruits coming out of Sentinel because they're guys who transferred into Sentinel. I mean, you would normally we would be saying, well, it's an it's a Drummond Phillipsburg co op kid. It's a Frenchtown kid. It's a state of Washington recruit. Now all of a sudden all of those guys, well, they're Sentinel guys ultimately coming out their senior year. I mean, that's it's a testament to the program being an attractive one though, and you know coaches are not supposed to recruit at the high school level. But that doesn't mean kids can't recruit themselves to the school. Of course. And that was basically what it amounted to with Jackson Lee, is that he was going to move to Missoula. I I believe one of his parents had moved here. He wanted to get recruited by the Grizzlies specifically, but just have an elevated opportunity, period. He had already won two straight eight-man state championships. He'd already dominated that level. And so he basically... Recruited himself to Sentinel, and then that Sentinel got in trouble because they gave him a tour of the school when he was in town one day, and it was on a weekend day. And so the MHSA said, "Well, okay, you know, you shouldn't really be showing your facilities to help the kid make the decision, but also the kid is going to go there anyway, so it's just a courtesy. So that's why it's a hundred dollar fine. It wasn't. It was just kind of a slap on the wrist, but right? Either way, with I mean, Camden Sermon's a whole different story, though. I mean, like you said, his brother played here, Cy Sermon, who uh, was an all-league guy for the Grizzlies last year. But Camden Sermon, if and when there's football this year for high school football, I mean, you have Dylan Rollins, you got Geno Leonard, you got T.J. Roush. That's a uh, Final Four favorite in AA already. Then you add Jace Kluswich, who's, in my opinion, the best two-way non-AA player in the state to a AA team. Okay, now you have a, a fierce weapon on both sides of the ball. But then if you add Camden Sermon who by all accounts, I mean, he's changed his Twitter profile to say he's coming to Missoula Sentinel. I mean, Cameron Sermon is, I, I believe, the top-rated quarterback in the state of Washington. I mean, he was a first-team All-State guy a year ago. He is a, a tremendous athlete, a guy that's getting recruited um, at a pretty high level already. And so you add him now, it's going to be interesting because, I mean, Dalton Bay was really good last year, at Sentinel's quarterback as a junior. And so now you have a bunch of quarterbacks in the program. I, I've heard that they have a sophomore over there that is, that's going to be the real deal as well. So uh, you, you have some stacked talent now. But if and when they have a season, it's got to be Sentinel and Bozeman that are the two favorites here. And, and these transfers have a huge uh, – they play a huge role in that. Well, the other thing too, and it's worth, it's worth noting, we, you know, we have good relationships with – I think all the coaches in this town, Matt Johnson over at Big Sky, McMorris at Hellgate, and and the great work that he's done in reclamating that that program. Uh, but if you are a kid who's looking to play for a football team that's going to be competitive at the do- Class AA level right now, 
if that's the thing that you're basing your decision on, which presumably, you know, like it or not, most of these kids are, then if you're going to Missoula, then Sentinel's probably the place you're going to look at first at this point in time. Totally. I mean, uh, there's a lot of different factors that go into it, too. I mean, it's not only the quality of the Sentinel program. It's the fact that the University of Montana is here. So they, they can right. recruit you at a lot easier level. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the other thing, I mean, one of the undertold storylines here is that NCAA rules only permit coaches to attend one game per year for a specific high school program and or recruit as an official recruiting tool. Right. The loophole in that rule, though, is if you have kids at the high school, you can go as much as you want because you're the dad. You can't go on the field and start recruiting guys, but you can certainly go watch. So... The undertold part of this whole deal is that the coaches at both Montana schools have had kids relatively this age, which is a unique thing. I, I you know, I, there's Rob Ash's son was not playing at Bozeman High when Rob Ash was the head coach of Montana State. You know, mm-hmm. Mike Kramer doesn't have a son; he's got daughters. You know, um, Joe Glenn's kids were were grown by the time he was the head coach of the University of Montana. Bobby Houck's kids were little the first time he was the head coach of the University of Montana. So there wasn't really that that connection to the high schools. Well, now you have Robbie Houck, who was just out of high school when Bobby Houck takes this job. But then you have Chad Germer, who Coach Houck and Coach Germer have coached together a variety of different stops. And he's got multiple kids at Sentinel High School. So now, you know, he can be there monitoring stuff a lot a lot better, not necessarily recruiting. But, you, I mean, Chad Germer absolutely knows Dylan Rollins on a personal level because his right. kids play sports sure. with him, right? Right. right? It's like Jeff Choate. His son was playing at Bozeman High. So now Jeff Choate can go to all the Bozeman High games. So it's a little bit interesting, too, because you have dad connections to these programs mm-hmm. where then you can go watch these kids a little bit more. But not only that, you can find out a lot more about them because you can talk to their coaches on a dad level. You can talk to your kids like, what's this kid like? You know, right. Do I want to recruit this guy? Does he fit our program? Right. And so I think that's an interesting factor too, just the the family connections that help maybe alleviate some of the rules, which in my opinion are dumb anyways. So, uh, you know, I mean, just go watch your son play. It's all good. To tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. This has been our prep extra segments brought to us by the Farmers State Bank online, farmersebank.com. Farmers State Bank giving away $5,000 at the end of the month via their my card app you download the mobile money app and use zelle to send money anytime you send five dollars or more every time you'll be entered into the sweepstakes the end of this month somebody's going to win five thousand dollars download the mobile money app today and use zelle from the farmer state bank quick break on the other side we'll re we'll revisit the camden sermon transfer and see what that that might mean and also take a look specifically at who has been recruited Again, by uh, the Cats and the Grizz, what commits there are right now, and who are the best commits still remaining in the state. Cover all that right after this. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
Top of the hour, Kendall Keller going to join us. She is our senior spotlight out of Haver. Soon to be Lady Grizz. Lady Grizz got a new recruit today as well, so we'll get into that stuff. Looking forward to uh, talking to her in about 15 minutes from now. But first, we get into the state of affairs as they sit right now for this season's recruiting class for both Montana and Montana State as it pertains to football. Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, at Gus Tutel on Twitter, at 1029 ESPN and Ask Allen Sports MT. You can also watch us on YouTube. You want to see what's actually going on in the studio? Me talking, well, Coulter text. You can watch it. You can watch it happen live. If everybody thinks I'm lying about this, I'm not. Uh, Coulter the uh, Grizzlies, with Geno Leonard committing uh, today, have now four commits, uh, three of them from Sentinel, as we mentioned, Geno Leonard, Jace Klusiewicz, and TJ Roush. They also have Declan McCabe for, uh, as an offensive lineman out of Waco, Texas, okay? who uh, are th- Those are the four. Montana State, they got about eight or nine different recruits, including six from the state of Montana. You yeah, want to run th- through those for us? Yeah, eight total um, for Montana State including six from the state of Montana. Uh, Declan McCabe, that's an uh, in- interesting one because twofold. He looks just like a Bobby Howe. Just for the record, we're going back to Montana. Yeah, Montana, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, he looks like a Bobby Howe offensive line recruit. He's 6'4", about 245, so he's skinny. Mm-hmm. Good athlete, plays basketball. But it's also, I think, uh, impactful because Montana has not recruited Texas in quite some time and very sparingly really ever. Mm-hmm. But... Brent Pease, because of his ties coaching in the SEC for all the time that he did, both with stops at Kentucky and Florida, as well as his time at UTEP in El Paso, he's got some Texas ties. And so I think that that's a, a, a pipeline you can open up because obviously there's a, a more more Division One football players in Texas than probably anywhere in the country. I also yeah. think it's an easier sell, too, because Texas and Montana are similar only in their passion for football. That's what a lot of the guys that have come – uh, North have, have always said. On the Montana State side of things, uh, Elijah Reynolds from Red Lodge yeah, is a 6'3", 210-pound tight end. He joined us on the show a couple weeks back during our uh, Montana State recruiting series. Eli Abbey from Laurel, he's a quarterback safety athlete, 6'2", 190 pounds. Um, Kate Cutler, he plays at Flint Creek Co-op. He's from Phillipsburg. He's a 6'1", 179-pound athlete, probably play receiver for the Grizzlies. Jace Fitzgerald, 6'185 185-pound athlete out of Dillon, Montana, probably play tight end or outside linebacker, something like that for Montana, or excuse me, Montana State. Uh, Jace Fisher, big offensive and defensive lineman, 6'5", 310 out of Troy, Montana. One of the very few kids to come out of Troy ever, right? To, uh, to well, I mean, I think, was, one. I think uh, off the top of my head, Blaine McElmurray and, and, uh, and Jace Fisher, the only two I can think of. Yeah, I think there's, I think there may be one more, but it's a, a pretty big deal for for the community of Troy, Montana, to have a, a kid like that being a Division One guy going to go play in Montana State. So tip of the cap to him in uh, Troy, Montana. What's up? How we doing? Good. No doubt. The youngest Brat brother, Paul Brat, whose older brothers Wilson and Mitch both played at Montana State. He's a six foot three, two hundred thirty five pounder, out of West High School in Billings. He's a defensive end. I love Brats. <laughs> I love the the Brat family. They're a great family. Just got dad your dad jokes over here. Some I, I, puns I, for I, you. I, I know you got it's your It's a good dad, Wisconsin pun. You got your dad jokes for days. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the Brats are good people, though, man. And uh, and Will, Wilson, talk about selfless guy. He rode the he rode the uh, the roller coaster like nobody else. He was a all state basketball player and quarterback coming out of high school. 
They, he did whatever they asked him to do. He went from tight end to offensive tackle, back to tight end, gained about 80 pounds. And, uh, you know, sometimes he's got to do it for the team, but he ended up getting a lot of playing time his last two years. So credit to him. And obviously Mitch brought one of the great offensive linemen in Montana State history. Yep. So good lineage there for Paul Brown. And then the two out-of-state kids uh, come to Montana State, Sean Austin, who's a quarterback out of Kuna, Idaho, 6'2", 178, first-team All-State, Class 4A quarterback, and was the uh, quarterback for the 4A state champions in Idaho a year ago. And then most recently, Titan Fleshman, who's from Pocatello. I mean, if High you're School. gonna if you're gonna have a kid that's gonna be an offensive lineman or a tight end, uh, Titan probably it's a pretty good start. Yeah, six five two twenty. He's a three star recruit out of Pokey. One thing that people might not realize is uh, Pocatello's high schools are are hotbeds. I mean, they always have really good recruits. A lot of times, their best players are going to go to you know Utah State, BYU, FBS caliber schools. And people would say, well, why is Idaho State not very good? Well, it's because Pocatello's high schools are good enough that most of their best players don't stay home. Mm-hmm. They go they go um, to the FBS level. So uh, Titan Fleischman looks like a guy that has a lot of upside. As far as the best recruits available in the state of Montana, we talked about Dylan Rollins uh, from Zula Sentinel. Uh, he's got a dozen offers in hand, including a walk-on offer to University of Nebraska. And, and he he is, no question, the best remaining recruit. I mean, he, he might be the best recruit in the state, right? I mean, yeah, maybe. Uh, particularly because of his upside. Uh, you know, ter- it's interesting to weigh it because I think the two top guys, not even just remaining, but period before anybody committed anywhere, were Dylan Rollins and Kenneth Iden mm-hmm. out of Bozeman. Iden, uh, physically, I think, is a little bit of a tweener because he's about 6'1, 235, and he's probably going to have to play defensive end in college. He might be able to play H-back, but I think that wouldn't maximize his explosion and his athleticism. But his production is ridiculous. He had almost 50 tackles for loss last year. He was the defensive player of the year in Class AA as a junior. And that comes with a lot of clout. Very rarely does a junior win the defensive player yeah. of the year in Class AA. It's such a senior-laden league almost always. Um, so I, you know, he's he's not the six six two hundred eighty five pounder like Dylan Rollins, who's you know, he's, he's got the prototype that the that the Power Fives look for. And, and he's certainly been very productive as well. But Iden is just—he's so—he's such a good player, man. And that's the thing that and he's done a great job promoting himself as well. So I think those two guys would have been top on my board before anybody committed anyway. So yeah. two of the gems are still out there. But Junior Bergen is a kid who's a great athlete. He went to that combine recently and put up great numbers. He went to Dane Fletcher's combine too. He's a track kid out of Billing Senior as well. So he—he's got a lot of upside as an athlete. I think he could play anything from receiver to tight end, to outside linebacker. Uh, Neil Daly out of Billings West. It looks like a prototype, big sky linebacker to me. And then actually the kid that I think maybe has the most upside outside of Dylan Rollins is a kid named Kellen Dietrich out of Haber. He is an awesome athlete. He went to uh, a Northwest showcase camp and sort of burst onto the scene. He went from a completely unknown and unpublicized guy to all of a sudden being a three-star recruit, which hardly ever happens in Montana. But as we're seeing now, you go to the right camps, that's the way to get on the map for sure. Um, but I think Dietrich is a really good player. For whatever reason, though, Montana has offered him and is recruiting him very hard. And I know that you know, Haver is is largely a Grizz town because Mike Tillman has such a huge influence up there, Grizz Hall of Famer who played for the Minnesota Vikings for a long time. But then obviously Mark Mariani, probably the most famous modern-day former Blue Pony. Uh, so there's a lot of Grizz ties in Haver. But for whatever reason, Montana State hasn't offered Dietrich. And I don't really know why because I think that uh, – I think Dietrich is a a gem, a diamond in the rough, and I also think he would fit both programs. I think he's a player, a guy that could play outside linebacker or DN at either school. So, uh, to me, honestly, I've said this multiple times on the show. I think the class in Mo- in the state of Montana this year is a lot better than it has been in the last yeah. couple of years. 
The only guy that I would say is a quote-unquote full-on blue chip, got to have him, This you get this guy, it changes the complexion of who won the narrative in-state, who won the in-state recruiting battle, is Jace Kluswich, who's committed to the Grizzlies. I like all the kids that are committed to Montana State. I think they're all solid guys. I think they all have a chance to at least be program guys and could be you know potential stars and even all-league players. But the best guys are still out there, I think. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Clue Switch, if you were to have me rank these guys, the five guys I just named would be in the top seven, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think Kate Cutler, who's going to Montana State, is a really good player, too. Um, I think he'll be able to, to fit it right, right in. But a lot of these guys are kind of wait and see what, what will they become. But I think both programs, like we mentioned off the top with Geno Leonard, they're doing a good job of recruiting guys who want to be a part of it. And that's the central part of this whole thing. That's why Montana kids always rise to the top. They want to be a part of it, so they have the ability then to develop into what they they can become. They can maximize their potential. Well, and it will be interesting to see, too, just how many of these kids that have not committed yet choose to stay in state. Presumably, of the the, the, the five big names that are still uncommitted, uh, you know, a couple of them, perhaps all of them, do stay in state. But I think there's a good chance that uh, one or two decide uh, to uh, to take a look you know, outside outside the 406, as it were. It's 2 Telling Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Colter, we did we mentioned this in the lens of Sentinel and what they have created and what, you know, they're doing with the program there with Dan Oliver and so forth. But it is just worth highlighting once again, Camden Sermon uh, is going to be coming from the state of Washington to play uh, football at Sentinel. He is one of the top-rated quarterbacks for the class of 2021 in the state of Washington. He's Cy Sermon's younger brother, so there's, you know, the Missoula connection. Certainly he's been to town, understands, you know, the, the place and, and the University of Montana and what Missoula is all about and all that kind of thing. 6'1", 187 uh, pounds, a sub-4540, though. That's out of camp, too. So I mean, that's that's good. That's moving well, for a high school ten four broad jump is elite. I mean, that's that's you know that's college. I mean, right. elite college guys are so, broad jump at ten four. Uh, tremendous, tremendous athlete, and we will see you know what what he brings to the table and where where he's plugged in. What they decide to use him as, obviously, presumably as a quarterback. I mean, that's what that's yeah. what he's been at Washington. That's what he's known for. But uh, uh, you know, that's 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 big time, and and again, maybe puts. Montana or Montana State on the inside track sure. to get a kid who would have been playing in Washington State and maybe in front of, you know, whether it was the, the Dogs or the Cougs or perhaps even like in Eastern Washington or something like that, Central. So uh, that's, uh, you know, perhaps good news for for the Big Sky programs in the state of Montana as well that he's going to be playing at Sentinel High. And, you know, the Sermon uh, football connections around the Northwest run so, so deep. I mean, as, as we know, Cy Sermon played here for Montana the last several years, but you know, David Sermon, who I, I believe is Cy's uncle, was a linebacker on Montana's 1995 National Championship team. Um, you know, Pete Sermon is a guy that played at an incredibly high level, played in the NFL for several years for the Titans and has been a linebacker's coach and defensive coordinator all across the country. He's currently at Cal. He, he's the guy that's uh, received a lot of behind-the-scenes credit for developing Evan Weaver, who was one of the most prolific tacklers in all in college football the last couple of years. So their family ties are deep, but also their ties to Missoula are deep because yeah. they've had and the Big Sky Conference in general. I mean, mul- there's been multiple sermons at Montana, at Idaho, um, guys that have coached and then played at Washington. Jacob Sermon, who is um, Cameron Sermon's cousin, is at the University of Washington as well. So yeah, I mean, you have sermons all over the place, and uh, I love hearing a good sermon. <laughs> Dad jokes. Am I on fire right now or what? uh, Yeah, well, something. Um, (laughs) But like I said uh, off the top, if if when we do have football, Camden Sermon's a great addition 
because oh, and that's the thing when you look at those numbers, like the the forty numbers and the broad jump. I mean, the kid was an all-league quarterback in Washington, but Dalton Bay was a all-state quarterback for Sentinel. So they might have a little battle, and yeah. you know who knows? Maybe Sermon doesn't win it, but then he gives them an offensive weapon on the edge too. We'll see. But uh, Sentinel, no shortage of talent heading into the uh, twenty twenty football season that we we sure hope happens. To tell Nuanas, hour number one in the books. Hour two straight ahead. Our senior spotlight. Kendall Keller going to join us, a Haver Blue Pony, outstanding uh, Class A basketball player. She was the Montana Gatorade Player of the Year. She's a 5'8 guard. She is headed to play college basketball for the Lady Grizz, the University of Montana. She will join us right after this. And guess what? The second annual Smoke on the Water presents Fire in the Hole. It's a week from this Saturday. It's July 25th at the Linda Vista Golf Course. It's a nine-hole golf scramble. Registration's at 1. It begins at 2. We'll run all evening. There's going to be dinner served out there. Uh, drinks available from the Rhino. Going to be a ton of fun. There is both a live and silent auction. Tons of stuff. Fishing trips, pheasant hunting trips, rounds of golf, bourbon, artwork. All of it is there. If you go online, cigarsonthewater.com, cigarsonthewater.com, you can look at all the auction items that are available, and you can even bid on them uh, when you register. It's $125 to register. Going to be a ton of fun and so much stuff to win as well. There's an after party at the Rhino. So again, it's Fire in the Hole. It's the second annual Smoke on the Water. It is July 25th at the Linda Vista Golf Course. Get a team together. Just go yourself. Whatever you want to do. Supports a good cause. Uh, proceeds from the event will help support the Western Montana Shrine Club. Uh, so that's a good thing. And you can have a, a fun day out on the golf course Saturday, July 25th. Again, online, cigarsonthewater.com. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 